You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. everyone and welcome to another episode of on the turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com or whatever you're listening to us on thank you so much for joining us say good day to my co-host lyle hello lyle how's it going mate mate fantastic normally i'd introduce walshy but he's not here there's another bloke up there in the corner uh yeah that's weird got walshy's name there let's find out sorry who are you mate this is JJ Ferno. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so you started off by stealing his chair and now you've stole his log into Zoom. That's it. I'm finally here. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Oh, hang on. Well, it is great to have you on board, JJ. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having the me. show. Uh, how you been? Uh, yeah, is, really- the, is, is this thing working? Hang on. Who are you? Sorry. So who's that? Well, she. I've had to sign in as a guest. That's uh, guest one, two, three, there, Tony. Hang on, JJ Furdo's not only stolen your chair; he's stolen your login. Uh, he's made my life a living hell for the last six months. You have, mate. You, you've actually. How you going, JJ? I'm fantastic. Now I'm sitting in your seat. You have destroyed us in some amazing places. Yeah. Did you leave your uh, um, stuff? At your it's old not house, the first time you've sat in one. I put it out for hard rubbish. I'm pretty sure JJ knocked it all off. And I'm sure oh. he has. I've been collecting them. I've um, so. Do you feel Do you feel any guilt at all for what you've put us through in the last six months? Uh, not really, to be honest with you. I thought it was a uh, a bit of fun. Um, you know the. The constant banter going on week after week, but um, I just thought I'd play your game because it sort of um, it went on for a bit too long, you know. Week after week, I was I was getting messages saying, you know, why why are you at a bar mitzvah still in seats, you know? Why are you at uh, four year olds' birthday parties still in seats? Yeah, and you know, I didn't even know why I was there. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I thought, you know what, I'm gonna strap in, go with the ride, and. Uh, See how many seats I can steal, and uh, I'm getting running out of space, guys. So uh, I <laughs> must have a big backyard, one. mate. <laughs> so, do we need to get uh, Egypt to broker a ceasefire here, or can we deal with that ourselves? I mean, I'm more than happy to auction him off back to uh, Welshie if he's willing to pay a good price, because you know these these seats uh, they're pretty comfortable. So I've loved everyone I've sat in and stolen. I mean. You did steal Royce's seat in the taxi at one stage, so they're not all my seats that you've stolen. I mean, one of Lyle's has been 
knocked off and a couple of yours, the, the hospital bed by Tony's mother, I thought was a step Yeah, well, too I was far. trying to talk to my mum. That was just really weird. Yeah, I was getting a bit bored. So I thought, you know, I might uh, spice things up a little bit and go around the board. I, I do, uh, you know what? Sometimes you do appreciate it, don't I? And the fact that you had to sit next to my mum for half an hour <laughs> was very much appreciated by me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, dogs sorted. Let's start to have a chat to this man. I was going to say, are we still doing the intro or are we going to jump into no, that's the in, That's the intro no, done. done the intro yet, Tony. Yeah, we've still got to do the intro. What intro? Yeah, we haven't done the intro to the show. I have big news, We're, we're doing the intro now. I've this got is... big news. Oh, okay. What is it? I went to Vier at the foot, local footy club and uh, I won. That's not the big news I heard, Tony. No, it's not the big news I, I heard either. It's got, the news I heard had something to do with the rock. Yeah. Not the rock. A rock. Yeah, I've seen the size the of rock. that rock, and he could definitely afford to pay for all those chairs off JJ Furno. He's got plenty of money with this Welshy guy. Is it true that you're going to marry some chick from Braybrook? Uh, yeah, I, I also. Uh, she's not from Braybrook. We live in Braybrook now. Yeah, had to move. So she's from Braybrook. Um, yeah, I, I got engaged on the weekend. It's true. Yay. About time, mate. About time. Congratulations. Yeah, uh, Wally's not going to be a bastard anymore. No. No, and uh, <laughs> it's about time you made a decent woman out of it. She's a decent woman already. Oh, she's your right. Yeah. She's about time. How yeah, dare you? It's a decent man out of you. Well, that's going to take some work. Yeah, that's a long way off that. That's a long uh, congratulations, off. mate, from, uh, from Lyle and I. And JJ, I'm sure you've got congratulations as well. Yep, congratulations. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, getting to see at the wedding. So uh, this one uh, I'll have to steal, which will be good. Now this one will be an invited one. Uh, also from our listener, Aisha, I know she congratulates you also. She did She did congratulate me. There you I go. had a variable who's who of um, Australian wrestling congratulating me, which was nice. I don't think half of them didn't know who I was, but they just jumped on board. It was good. Anyway, now we can throw to the Now we can Tony. talk to JJ Furno. Thank you for we can. thank you for sitting in through the, that dribble, JJ. Uh, mate, <laughs> congratulations on what's been a uh, an important twenty twenty one for your career. I would have thought it started off pretty well. Yeah, it has. You know, um, since coming back from COVID, um, you know, it's really really started to take off for me, which is exciting. And um, I made a promise to myself during COVID that I'd come back in the the best shape of my life and, you know, give it 110%, um, not let anything hold me back and just really start to prove to people that um, I'm one of the best that this country has to offer and, you know, um, start start really taking the world by storm. So I think I'm, I'm slowly starting to do that and um, I'm, I'm, I'm on the right track. What, what was it um, that clicked that made you... Um realize um how good you probably can be what was it that that caused you to 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 say that's it the, uh, 2021's my year um probably what i had to go through uh during 2020 um because yeah winning the destiny contract and having 12 months guaranteed on every big show was was a massive opportunity for me and you know it just um, with all the hard work that went into getting that and 
having it just taken away from me through COVID was really like uh, a kick in the guts. And it was like, I didn't get to show, show everyone what I could do. Um, so it was bittersweet because I had the time to really focus on myself and, you know, come back mentally strong and physically strong and look in the best shape. So it all started kicks soon as I came back and I had that match with Ryan and, um, you know, we really said, this is, this is it. We're back. Let's, let's see how we do. And I thought my cardio was going to be shocking and it wasn't until, yeah, we, we had a really good match and people started, started talking about it, started sharing it. And then, yeah, from there, I'm just started getting opportunities. Um, so yeah, got the opportunity to um, face Emin, which was really exciting and tore the house down with him. Um, and then next thing I knew, I was in a car driving up to Adelaide for RCW with Royce. And it was probably there that it, that it clicked for me, um, you know, going into a new environment and try, trying to um, fit in and, you know, get that, that opportunity it was exciting. So, yeah, when I, when I had the match there, I sort of realised like, wow, like, you know, things are starting to, to go well for me and, you know, I... I'm starting to go alrighty, so yeah, that's when I think it really clicked, and then just gave me a little bit more confidence to believe in myself and um, to just yeah understand that I've got the ability to to do what I can do with anyone and and at any company, I believe. We'll so touch on nothing, a number of, of the things, a number of the things that you touched on there. We'll obviously revisit because it's they're they're worthy of you know longer talking points, um, but. I actually forgot what I was going to ask. Oh, I was oh. just going to say hey, nothing oh, like an oh, eight-hour, no, nothing like an eight-hour car ride with Royce to reevaluate your reevaluate <laughs> your life. Um, that, that's when the penny would have dropped. I would have assumed <laughs> it's a long drive with Royce. Yeah, definitely a long drive. But um, I'm lucky to to be doing it with someone because there's no way I'd be able to drive eight hours on my own. <laughs> I'd be, I'd rather be kicking Royce, telling him to shut up, than you know, kicking myself or, you know. So, yeah, it's 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 good to have someone to go up with, and you know, you just talk in, and yeah. There's no chance of falling asleep at the wheel with Royce sitting next to you, that's for sure. Um, how many cups of noodles is he eating on that on that eight-hour drive? Oh, that man loves his chicken and prawns. Tell you what, tell you what, he goes, oh, you know, they um, there's something special about them, and. I didn't know what he was on about until he showed me the little packet with, you know, the two little prawns in there. And I don't understand why I was getting so excited when <laughs> these prawns are tiny. But, yeah, that man does love his chicken and prawn noodles. And every time we go away, he stocks up on them. You know, he gets his bargains from Coles and his, uh, his basket's full of them. And he hates these lockdown situations because they're the first things that normally go with toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> um. A lot of a lot of people who are listening to to the show they haven't seen um, a lot of PCW. Talk to us about that Destiny ladder match and um, the importance of that and winning that um, and what it means to the entire Slam roster. Um, yeah, well, the Destiny ladder match was something that was really uh, important to me in my career. Um, as a kid, you know, I grew up watching PCW and sitting in the crowd year after year, watching the big names pull down that contract and watching the insane bumps and, you know, um, that these people are doing in the match uh, really, really made me want to be a part of that history and be able to be a part of that match. So um, it, 
when I was in uh, 2018 Destiny Battle Royal, I, I watched Andy, Andy Walker, win the, um, the contract. And I made a promise to myself that no matter how hard I work or no matter what I did, that I was going to be in that ladder match, win or lose. Um, I just wanted to dedicate my life to to showing people that I, I can be in this match. So for 12 months, I um, knuckled down hard. I was doing all the right things and seeing the right people and really improving and getting the experience. And yeah, I was lucky enough to um, be a part of that match, be a part of history. And yeah, I was lucky enough to win it. It was um, one hell of a match. Uh, it was it was a brutal match, um, you know. As you all know, I took that that bump with Murdoch off the apron, the package through the ladder. I think uh, he took most of that. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh, he, um, he he made sure I was safe and everything was good. But yeah, I just it was it was um, really exciting to be a part of that match and now to be a part of history. I was in the crowd that night, and um, I don't think I'll ever miss another. Um, Destiny Ladder Show because um, what you guys put on uh, for it was five of you in the match was it? Yeah, five. Um, for five guys who you know you've, you've you've got some experience but you're not um, you're not incredibly experienced guys. The way that match was put together, um, it told a story. Anyone, everyone had their moments. It was it was so entertaining that I, I'm going to make sure that I go to that show every year. Yeah, and and I believe that um, the Destiny Ladder matches is one of the the best best um, matches to come and see because, like I said, every year I went and watched it, it just got better and better. And yeah, so when it was my time to be in it, um, we all sat down and said, you know, let's let's make this one the best one yet. And I think that's really what the the goal is now for the Destiny Ladder match is to make sure you know it outdoes it outdoes the one before. So, and it, it's exciting to see the younger talent come through and, um, you know, really put on a show and show what they, they've got to offer. Now you, you touched on it before about, um, you know, when we all got locked, got locked down, you, you wanted uh, to make 2021 your year. Um, it seems like the majority of the PCW roster had the same, the same thought because coming out of lockdown, the whole roster and every show is firing on all cylinders. Could you feel that when you got back to the uh, training facility uh, yeah. the first time? Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, getting back there, you just realise, like, how much everybody really missed it and just couldn't wait to get back in the ring and just do what, do what we love. So, yeah, coming back on that show, everyone was, you know, on the edge of the seat, just waiting for their music to hear, to be able to go out there and do what they love in front of a, a live crowd this time. So, yeah, it was really, it was a really exciting time and everyone did um, play their part in that show. And I believe as the shows go on, we are getting better and better and, you know, drawing more and um, having an impact on the wrestling scene. I think and what I got at the moment is that there's so many good young wrestlers around that you guys are nearly a division to yourselves you coming up against each other when you when you look at a when you look at a show and you you look and you see someone like a jj ferno up against the royce chambers or you know, young guys who are, are hungry in the business and, and want to succeed you know you're going to get a good match day after day after day do you feel that as well that the brigade of young guys in wrestling at the moment are just so pushing each other 
Yeah, yeah, I, I believe that. Like, um, you know, you can put our names against anyone and um, it's a, it's guaranteed to be a, a must-see match, So, which is which is really good. And then you, you do have the, um, the younger guys who are coming through the ranks as well and, you know, making a name. And as soon as you see, like, one of our names against them, it, it, it's, yeah, it's going to be a good match, which is, which is exciting. So... Well, I mean, like, 12 months ago, you're... You're the guy that's um, that nobody's heard of, um, having these matches that are blowing people away, and it's not even a year later, and already there's people pushing you, uh, people like Kendo um, coming through. Who there's such incredible young talent at PCW. You have to just remind them, hang on, hang on, young fella, it's still my time. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But it, it is exciting to see these young guys come through. Like PCW Academy is producing a lot of good young talent. Um, like you said, we've got Kendo coming through and who's the slam champion at the moment, which is really exciting because um, the two slam boys, Jarvis and Kendo, actually have a match at PCW Carnage on the big show, which is... Jarvis is ridiculously good. Yeah, which is incredible. So they're both, you know, doing the right things and they're... they're they're showing people like they've got what it takes and people are, are realizing like these kids are good and let's give them a crack. So I believe, you know, they're going to have an absolute banger on carnage. And so, yeah, and props to the Academy as well. Cause yeah, they're producing some good talent. You've got Levi Nixon coming through who I um, had the chance to wrestle on Friday night slam and we tore the house down. So it's really good to see. But PCW could actually do it as D as uh, Deathmatch down under did, with their heavyweight tournament, PCW could nearly have an under 25 tournament over two nights. And you'd go and watch it because you would know that even some of the, the female wrestlers that you could throw in there for that under 25 championship, you know, you're going to get just a belter of a weekend of wrestling. Yeah. It'd be good to do something like that. You like, should pitch this Tony. Well, Rowdy, if you're listening, there's the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> a cruiserweight tournament would be actually pretty cool over the two nights. So, yeah, we might have to um, pitch that and see how we go because there's a lot of good talent and a lot of big names. And uh, I believe that it would it'd draw a, um, a good crowd as well. But the thing, the thing about it is, and it fits into what PCW do on a Friday night anyway, so you could run it Friday, Saturday, because Ignition is generally for the younger guys and girls anyway. So you, you, would, you wouldn't be sort of stealing that thunder. Yeah, yeah, and we can have some of the Slam boys as well um, stepping into this this cruiserweight tournament, which would be pretty exciting. So it might be something that we um, we'd have to touch on, and um, hopefully could do something like that. Three tickets at all? That's all I ask. <laughs> well, three, three. Um, yes. Yeah, and I know that uh, um, Mikey J uh, has been down at PCW um, this year, and is that. How's that been to have um, an extra experienced voice and an experienced eye for Australian wrestling around the locker room and producing some of the promos and things like that? Yeah, it's been really good. Um, really, really helpful as well. And, you know, he's so nice, such a genuine, nice guy. Comes around, makes sure, you know, everyone everyone knows what they're doing. And he's always happy to help, give his feedback or, you know, his advice. And it's been, um, it's been a huge huge pickup for us which is good and not only that helping out with the fight tv and just just little things like that do go do go a long way so we're extremely happy to have him on board and it, it is making a difference um and you can just tell by the shows we're having and the quality of the shows like everyone's picking up their game and we've realized like you know this week 
we could be possibly the best company in Australia. I um I've been to probably more PCW shows this year than I've been to in a single year previously, and every single time I leave, saying thinking, well, that's the best PCW show that I've seen. So, um, the quality and standard, it's really picked up. But the pacing of the show, I went to one show that was promo heavy. It was an ignition, but it didn't feel promo heavy. Uh, the pacing of the show has really improved. And I think the guys are cutting better promos as well. Um, it's, 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 yeah, I feel like um, I always feel really happy when I leave the show. As long as I've got to keep my seat for the whole show. <laughs> um, you guys have uh, started to see some wrestlers come in from outside PCW, which is something that hasn't happened a lot, but we've seen this year. Um, we've seen Mad Dog, we've seen Kelly Ann, we're about to see Alan Payne. Um, you mentioned Emin the Kid, who you wrestled earlier. Um, and I know Ricky South was down as well. What's it been like to have um, some of these go- uh, guys and girls from outside the company come in and, uh, and work with you? It's, it's absolutely incredible. Um, you know, it's an, it's an amazing experience getting that opportunity as well. Um, I remember being at PCW and just being like, you know, versing the same people over and over again and sort of son and, you know, just be on repeat. But when I had the opportunity to verse Emin, it was, um, it was an awesome experience. You know, it was a step out of the comfort zone, um, really, really made me step up and have to come out of my shell. And so it, it's awesome, not only for me, but like, you know, you got Aisha who's, who's killing it around the other, the other scenes, but she, she was able to have Kellyanne. Um, and then you've got Mark. So Mark's been uh, killing it as well and having the opportunities to burst, you know, Mad Dog and Ricky South. So it's been incredible for us and an amazing experience as well. Amar would uh, be in that uh, Cruiserweight uh, tournament. That's for yeah, sure. 100%. Definitely one of the first names. Now, JJ, you're, um, you're a pretty, like, you're a tall guy. You're, what, six foot three? Oh, I'd probably say close to the six. Without yeah, but in but in wrestling, wrestling, six, three. wrestling, wrestling. wrestling. Yeah, we'll in six, wrestling, six three, you're taller than me anyway. Um, <laughs> Emmons about five foot one. Um, what's it like when you're wrestling babyface against um someone like Emmons? Who um, I, what's this? How does the psychology change when you're trying to um to work someone who's who's much smaller than you? Um, it was a bit of a shock for me actually because. Most of my matches, is, uh, I'm the one that's doing the flashy stuff and the high-flying stuff and, you know, relying on the other guy to sort of, you know, be the post for me. So stepping into this match with Emin, I was a bit worried because, yeah, the height different was crazy and, you know, different, different similar styles, but where, where we'd put it throughout the match. So um, planning that match was, it, it was good. It, we ran smoothly, but I sort of just had to take a step back and uh, be the guy that would sort of, um, help Emin around and um, be the one there to sort of shine him up a bit and just, yeah, introduce him to PCW and things like that. So it, it was tough, but it, it was uh, a, a great experience for me and it made me, um, I believe, a better wrestler as well, which is, which is exciting. There could be nothing worse for a wrestler than when you put your arms out for the test of strength at the start yeah. of a match and there's no one on the other side. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think I think we did that in the match as well, but I'm too nice, so I sort of had to go down to the level. And, uh, <laughs> uh, Emin will hear this. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just, um, for me, it's just a really good way um, of keeping your matchups fresh, as you said. So instead of burning through Mark Cage's title defences and not having a genuine challenger on the horizon. He's been able to wrestle Ricky South. He's been able to wrestle Mad Dog. And then you're protecting his future opponents, which um, is really important. And and Emmons added just a breath of fresh air and I think an extra level of excitement to you younger guys. Yeah, 100%. Because having Emmons come in is um, was really good as well because not only me, but a few others got the opportunity to... Um, have a match with him as well. So I know Jarvis Jarvis was able to have that match with him and, and we just saw Emin take on Nate as well. So it, it's good to see Emin there and, um, you know, kicking ass and proving he belongs at PCW as well. When you have a, have a guy like Ricky South in the, uh, in the locker room, you know, obviously he's one of the best wrestlers in the country, one of the best characters. You guys get around and pick his brain while he's there, like, there was just a wealth of knowledge sitting in the locker room. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, you sit back and you watch the match with him and Mark, and you just see like the little things and the little details, and you think you just you just know that you know he's a, he's an incredible um, wrestler. And when he comes back, you 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 ask him, uh, you know, like um, for some feedback and things like that. But not all of us wants to, you know, hit him up at once while he's uh, while he's sitting there preparing for the match. So. It sort of it was it was a good experience to get in, uh, to get to see him versus Mark, which was um, which was exciting and a really good opportunity for not only Mark but the whole locker room. Actually, I'd love He's to a... know if it's not kayfabe and if you, if you can talk about it, what do you what what questions would you ask a guy like Ricky South if you had five minutes with him just to have a chat about wrestling? Um, probably just um, my biggest thing would just be like, are you able to watch watch my match and give me some feedback and other than that I'd watch his match and just you know ask ask questions why he did this there or yeah. things like that but I sort of just watched the match and just was amazed of how crisp and clean and how everything just made made sense so uh, I was I was really happy to get that opportunity to see that he's a lovely guy as well Ricky so um but uh it's funny that you you say the questions that you would ask, and um, I was talking to Brooksy after his match with Royce recently, and he said they're the kind of questions that Royce was asking. So obviously, there's a atmosphere, of, and it's encouraged at PCW for you guys to ask those questions of why someone did something where and 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 why it should make sense. Yeah, hundred percent. Like for me, that's that's all I did. I knew coming to the ignition locker room, like. The, the more um, knowledge you get, the better you'll be. So I'd have my match and I'd come back and I'd, I'd ask everyone, you know, and you get some people that, it, you, which is understandable, they, they didn't catch the match because they're up next. And, but, you know, you go around to everyone and say, you know, what do you think? What's your feedback? Um, and then you've got some people that, you know, don't, don't want to hurt your feelings or some people that tell you that straight. So that's why I really like going to, you know, Mark Cage and Jake Taylor for feedback because I know, Hundred percent of the time, they're they're always going to be honest, and even Royce, like I just say, you know, if it's if it's crap, tell me, and they're they're always honest, and they always tell you straight out, you know, what was good, what was bad, what you need more of, 
So, which is really good. And then I, I tell that to um, other people as well. So I pass it on, like, you know, um, you know, if, if you want a better match, you know, um, ask this guy to watch and he'll give you his feedback. And Anthony Dangerfield as well. He really, really helped me throughout my career, which, which has been good. He was always honest and a really, really hard guy to please, but um, it, it was for the better. Yeah, I mean, when you're first starting out, you don't want to hear that something you did didn't make sense. But when you realise that that kind of feedback's what makes you a better performer, you start to really appreciate that. Yeah, 100%. But most of the time I was like, um, I always wanted to hear the bad before the good. So I wanted to be put down because being put down, you, you always got to build yourself back up. And I strive off... Um, you know, doubtness and things like that. So when people tell me what was wrong, I, I really focused on that and made sure that when they watch the next week, they, they noticed and they go, oh, the thing I told you last week, you know, you improved on it and it was much better this week. So I, I was always, you know, picking people and even watching the matches, picking people's brains and just watching how I could do better on the little things as well. We had One of the, I was going to say, you, you currently... Tagging with Royce at the moment, and uh, an amazing combination that is. You guys off to Adelaide in a week or so. We'll talk about that in a sec. But when it comes to talking about what you guys are going to do as a tag team, Royce very much a guy who's on top of his game at the moment. And some of the stuff he does, we just still sit there and amaze ourselves at how he does it. Do you just let him go and just say, "Yeah, mate, no problems. We'll do that. That's fine." Yeah, pretty much. There's no holding Royce back. Um, Royce is Royce, so you know you can yeah you can't really hold him back. But everything he does is just is just incredible, and it's always amazing to watch and to be by his side as well is something that we've always wanted to do for a long time. We came into the business together at the same time, and we're always planning on tagging, but we ended up just going our separate ways. So it's incredible now we've we finally joined forces and doing what we want to do, and to be doing it outside of Victoria is extremely incredible and. You know, we're both grateful for it and we wouldn't, we wouldn't be doing it with anyone, anybody else. So, Talk to us about this finisher that you guys are working on. The old 900. Yeah. So basically, it's just a synchronised double 450. But we, haven't, we haven't hit it yet. But uh, I've, seen it, I've seen a video of you hitting it at training. Yeah. It's pretty... Uh, when, when that comes out in a match, it's very impressive. Yeah, so we've, we've been practicing it for a while and um, we're excited to, for, that, for the chance to actually hit it on both and be able to, um, to use it, which, which would be exciting. But yeah, you know, we've had a few ups and downs um, and yeah, so we'll see what happens. No one's kicking out of it. <laughs> Have you got a name for it yet or are you taking suggestions? Uh, I was thinking the 900, double 450, so... But yeah, I don't know. Well, we we could take some suggestions. It could be a poll, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> what what's it what's it like? Um, you know, going over to Adelaide and Wright City Wrestling the first time. Is it nerves and apprehension walking into a new locker room? Oh yeah. Um, I remember in the car on the way up, Royce just looked at me and just said to me, "Don't stuff up." <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. Yeah, this is a huge opportunity. He goes, I trust you and everything. But yeah, like 
don't stuff up because this is your moment and you know you're with me so it sort of give me a bad name so I had a lot of pressure had a lot of pressure going into the match at Adelaide you know not only trying to impress the, the crew there but you know keeping the peace with Royce otherwise it would have been a long car ride home <laughs> so we're, we're all wondering where the heel turn started I think we just found it <laughs> but no it was very um it was very very nervous actually going into that locker room and it's always like that meeting new people but once you get there, they, they're just, they're all like the nicest people in the world. And I just felt like I was at home and they're all so welcoming. And yeah, so, which was, which was really good. Had but you met do, many of them before? No, no one. Um, I haven't met any of them before, which was, which was interesting. I think the only one really would have been Eros when he was down for World Series. Yeah. But I mean, I only got to say hello and um, that's about it. So yeah, going over there and meeting everyone was, was really good. So they would have taken the one look at the mullet and you would have just fit right in in Adelaide. So that would have helped. They did love it. They did love it. Well, I was going to ask, who actually has the better mullet between yourself and Mikey? Because we, we commented on the weekend at Deathmatch Down Under that Mikey's got the we best didn't. mullet. In, Mikey's rather disgusting. I've told him to his face. Disgusting. Disgustingly good. I think yeah. Mikey's, Mikey's got a good mullet. So I don't know. We might have to have a mullet off. A no. mullet off. Whoever manages to, out of you and Mikey to grow a moustache, I'm not sure either of you are capable, but whoever had a moustache to go with the mullet, that would be the winner. Definitely not. I can only grow a few whiskers at the moment. I've got to come clean, Tony. Yeah. And especially to JJ. Um, well, no, no, hang on. Well, let me just say, I think that the day you stole my seat was possibly the worst day of my life. Uh, that's, that's, um, I think it's blown. I, I can't. I, I've been sitting on this for a while. Um, what? I was at the show sitting beside Welshie. And, um, you know, obviously we've, we brought it up. We've told the story. We come back from intermission and JJ is uh, sitting in Welshie's seat. Um, it was all right. It was during the semi-COVID lockdown. So, it was actually no problem at all. There was four empty seats right behind our seats, so didn't even yeah, put well, us out. Well, did she, put me out. My drink was down there. You had two empty drinks there, and you had another one in your hand. That we weren't put out. And the fact that it was actually my seat that JJ stole, and it wasn't even Welshie's, but Welshie ran with this because he just likes slagging people off. Um, I just yeah I didn't I didn't want you to feel too guilty anymore JJ so I just I had to come clean I feel bad uh, for you as a young fellow. It wasn't my seat per se, but he was quite spread out across those seats. He definitely was sitting like he was mansplaining to someone. <laughs> he was um, manspreading for sure in those seats. <laughs> so it was my seat. I didn't even know that it was um, your seats because, like, yeah, it was intermission. I've come back and see a couple of mates sitting in the crowd and I've gone over there and, like you said, I see a few empty beer cans on the ground and some rubbish on the ground. I thought, oh, these guys are done. They're not coming back. So I sat there. And, um, yeah, next minute I had two guys sitting behind me, um, not, not looking too impressed. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, the next day was, uh, was, the, was the big blow-up. So... And the funny thing is, you didn't even know who you two guys were. That's the amazing thing. Yeah, I had, wow. no, clue. I had no clue. Oh, mate, well, I, I sincerely apologise for the uh, 
for the pain that we've put you through in the last six months. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't keep up the charade any longer. I really, in the car ride home, I didn't understand what Wosie was so upset. But yeah, human. Well, yeah. I gotta say, I remember, I remember messaging JJ and saying, "Look, um, I got this idea." <laughs> <laughs> I want to slag you off for a few months on the podcast. Are you okay with it? Um, and he's been a really good sport. A really yes. good sport. Because there's uh, been some fucking stupidity in the stories. <laughs> I've, uh, I feel shocked for my part. If we had a decent producer, I would have had a lineup of all of the, sh- all of the, um, all of the clips uh, one after we the other. Play, but the the drive home point. after the show when we basically booked the angle. Uh, <laughs> some of the stupid shit... We should have filmed that actually, because a lot of the stupid shit that we're coming up with—that's a long car ride home from from Ferntree Gully to the western suburbs to talk about one guy stealing another man's seat. Yeah, and <laughs> uh, but every time we've had someone from PCW on, they've brought it up. So apparently, it's a pattern of behaviour for you. Yeah, I don't know why. I think um, I think they're just trying to uh, stir me up as well. Um, I only have one seat and uh, I plan to, to stay in that seat. Um, but yeah, it's, a, it's not known that I'm a seat stealer until um, I stop your seat, Welshy. So I just sort of took the ball and ran with it. And uh, I've ended up in some, some weird places like bar mitzvahs and weddings and your house <laughs> on stage. So yeah. Lyle's bed. Yeah, that was interesting, that one. Yeah, that was, you that was very interesting. We don't know. That's, I thought it was interesting. Don't worry about that. Normally, it's me. Hey, mate, we, we thank you so much for being such a great sport over the last few months. We've, we have taken a, a, a license on that. We really do wish you all the best uh, in the remainder of 2021 and beyond, and especially uh, next week over in Adelaide, Riot City Wrestling. That should be if an they let you win. match. If they let you if win. If they exactly. let you win. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Because it's a bit rich, isn't it, South Australia? Give us COVID. Yeah. And then they shut the border. Yeah. yeah, while sticking their middle finger up at us, basically. Yeah, in Adelaide. What do you expect? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, if they don't, they don't let you win, good luck at uh, Carnage on June the twelfth as well. You got a big match there, huge match um, up at Ignition Championship against Nate Cross. Four hundred and fifty-five days. I know a lot of people have claimed all these extra days because we were in lockdown with these <laughs> titles. Um, so yeah, good luck in that too, mate. Thank you, thank you. Good on you, mate. Thanks, JJ. Really appreciate your time. No worries. Thanks for having me. JJ Ferno joining us here on the Turnbuckle. And welcome back, part two of On the Turnbuckle. Uh, I'm, I'm absolutely devastated for that poor kid. We put him through the ringer in the last three or four months. He kept stealing our seats. All right, oh, we'll go with it then, bastard. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nice guy. He's got a big future ahead of him. Yeah, right. I had um, I had a really good chat with JJ at uh, Wrestle Rock a couple of shows ago. 
And um, he is a really nice guy and has a big future. Yep, he certainly has. All right, guys, let's go through the stories of the week. And I suppose one of the big stories was uh, the Deathmatch Down Under tournament, the heavyweight tournament from the weekend. I was there Friday, Lowell. You were there Friday, Saturday, Welsh. You were there Friday as well. From Friday was fantastic, but from all reports, the weekend as a package was just an amazing weekend of wrestling. Yeah, well, I'll talk about it as a whole. It was a home run, Tony. I've, um, I, made I think sure your comment to us on our group chat was it was as a wrestling fan. What did you say? As a, uh, he, would, he wouldn't remember. I can't. I can't remember. As a wrestling fan, it made you be it made you proud to be a part of the sport or, or you know, watch the sport or something. I I can't I really, I really can't, rem, I can't remember what I all I remember, I my favorite thing is show. Tony's misquoting Lyle, but Lyle's got no idea whether he's getting misquoted or not. You also yeah. said that you hate everybody, Lyle. I thought it was a bit um yeah, but night one, obviously, Tony, we were at night one and um the there were some fantastic matches, but there was some um, there was some character development that uh, we saw from people that we haven't seen previously. Um, one match that stood out to me was the Tyson Baxter versus Chanel Phoenix match. Um, I think it's Chanel's second match in DMDU, first one on the main card, and Tyson um, came out and and played the his heel character better than. I've ever seen him do. Like it was like something had um, clicked in his head. Uh, he was just a prick, and Chanel sold her ass off. Um, he cheated the whole match. Like it was two wrestlers who basically both feel like they deserve more than they're getting in the Melbourne wrestling scene. So they came out and they proved that they deserve more. Um, and I, I just really loved that match, even though. Just for the story itself. Yeah, definitely. I, I remember thinking while watching it that you can really see the improvement in both Chanel. We all know she's been working her ass off. And Tyson, yeah, like you, like you said, just a prick. He's got a smackable face um, as well. But yeah, both of their creativity in some of their spots, um, use, tying the hair up in the ropes, um, you know, putting the fingers down his knee brace and bringing that into his yes. matches, which he used over both nights, just really creative, simple heel spots that mm. the crowd ate it up. Um, you know? Yeah. So that, that was a, a really good match. Um, How good was Gore versus um, Tommy Knight to close night one? Yep. Great fight. Uh, I, I love that stuff. I love two big men beating the shit out of each other. And you know both men are legit as well. Um, Crackerjack on the sidelines, just adding, you know, a little bit of sizzle to it as well. Um, I could watch them have a match every show. Um, that's for sure. Um, yeah, to- Tommy, Tommy, he could be the one of the breakout stars of 2021. I think him getting more outside of uh, Wrestle Rampage does great things in the ring. I'm looking forward to seeing him again. Take and a seeing, oh, sorry, Lob. I'll go and watch you. I was just going to say, and Jake, Jake, seeing Jake Taylor wrestle on a different promotion was also like he's he's fantastic. Tony, what did you what were you thinking of that match? No, I, I really enjoyed Jake Taylor's match. He was uh, he was excellent. I, I hadn't seen 
had I seen Jake before? I did. I think you saw him wrestle a show in Geelong um, a couple of years ago when he was really green. Yeah, yeah. Uh, No, he he he's a strong man. Yeah, yeah. he's he's a he's he's a physical specimen. Yeah, and I and I I must apologise to his mother as well. You obviously saw me get slapped across the face at some point. Guys, it was, um, I walked away from you when I thought you were trying to chat her up. Well, I was, but uh, the the problem you was had no chance. We were watching we were watching the six man death match uh, unfold, and it was her first death match. She didn't know that I knew that she was Jake's mum. So we were talking about it and uh, talking about the blood. She says, "Is that real blood?" I was, "Yeah, yeah." Oh God, she's. Oh. And I said, "What you need to do?" I said, "I hope you're here tomorrow night." I said, because there's a young kid called Jake Taylor who's in his first death match. And I said, he's going to be fantastic. And she just looked at me and she goes, that's my son. I said, no, 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 I was just joking. I was just joking. Don't worry. And that's when she slapped me across the face. Yeah. The thing thing I like about uh, Jake Taylor, as soon as he walks through that curtain, he has that intensity, like he's going into a real fight. And it doesn't stop. He was against Doug, so he almost was going into a real fight. You know what I mean? Like, that... I just love that the intensity. It doesn't switch off, you know, from curtain to curtain. Um, and it's hard for young wrestlers to bring. Um, Especially in front of the new crowd. Yeah. I, I want to see more of uh, Jake Taylor. Hey, Lyle, just take us through Saturday night because, uh, gee, was, there was a couple of amazing matches on Saturday night. Yeah, like, mate, it, it was probably the best well-booked tournament you know, that I've seen live. Um, all, all the matches were great. The story from night one over to night two, you know, carried Ugg versus Troy. You know that's going to be a good match with them training together for years. You know, Charlie and Royce was a semi-comedy match with Royce playing that big dick heel that he is. He brought a chair into the ring and then he just arrogantly did spots off the chair. Um, you know, but it looked like he's popping himself in the crowd you know, at the same time. And then it backfires and he ends up eating the chair. Yeah, you know, just clever stuff. Yeah, you know, Richie versus JXT for a one-punch match, Tony. This is heat at its best. JXT gave the verbal tongue lashing that you'd never heard before. Um, the crowd was eating up three or four minutes of his best of just running down Richie, being a vegan and a recovering alcoholic where the crowd wanted to jump in the ring and tear JXT apart. And when Richie just turned around and knocked him out and got the one, two, three, it's probably the best one move wrestling match I've ever seen. The, yeah. The heat, I think heat was J, JXT um, has, is really finding himself at DMDU. Yeah. Yeah. He's, um, he's saying he, he doesn't want to get cheered the whole time. As soon as he comes through that curtain, when he leaves one question Lyle did um, the big rig get to have a shit uh, no. let him shit <laughs> let him shit he did have an impromptu match uh, just before the main event he come out and he wanted to take another shit in the ring um, against Mr. Wrestling uh, but fortunately for all the um, people in the crowd we didn't I don't know if it was fortunately or not because the crowd was chanting both nights let him shit so I'm not sure the crowd know exactly what they want. Do you want to see a grown man shit in a wrestling ring? Yeah, you know, I'm not sure. There was no, I don't. No, big rig. Hey, 
at his funniest. He's so good. Uh, him being carried out both times by the uh, security, you young boys yeah. in security, was uh, really good. The um, the glass match. Well, I've got to ask you about that because you're squirmish at the best of times. What were you like during grown men being thrown through panes of glass? I'm all yeah. I'm all, always a nervous wreck with that stuff. Just because I'm scared that I'm going to witness something bad. The only thing I did have to walk away and turn away is when uh, Callum Butcher climbed up uh, the scaffold and jumped off uh, the balcony. Um, because you were worried for poor Guido. I mean, I'm a big Guido fan. <laughs> I was worried because Callum's a big boy. He is. And him jumping from that height, um, you know, with me having knee issues and stuff like that, that's the things going through my head. So I couldn't watch that. And then, So you're worried about your own knees? I'm feeling it. Yeah, you wouldn't know. You've got two good knees, do you? I, I no. I'm I know what you're talking about, Lyle. Yeah, you know. Tyson knows. Um, it's good. And then, you know, Charlie Evans versus Tommy. You know, the height so where, difference, the size difference. Where, where can people see this this uh, show if they weren't there? IWTV is it the fifth and sixth of June? Uh, I not, believe so. Not one. I think I've got those dates right. Um, hey, wouldn't be the first time we've got something wrong on this show. Um, check out the DMDU socials. Uh, watch along. You know, while she's going to have to watch night two, normally has to watch, rewatch shows because he's uh, drunk and forgets them. But um, he couldn't be there. He's winning a trivia. Winning um, at life this weekend. Winning at life. Yeah. Like, but, you know, the, the main event, Richie and Charlie was amazing. Uh, Charlie mentioned it on Sunday that she m- thinks that may be her best match she's had in her career. That's cool. saying something. That's huge. That's huge. And, you know, you know, Richie should take great pride in that. Crowd loved well, it. When, when I he heard won. that the I heard the match those two had um, in front of a small crowd at um, Scarlet's Book Launch was an amazing match. So uh, this was apparently... Um, that was that set the foundation for what you guys saw on Sunday, or Saturday. Yeah, yeah. There's so much good stuff. You know, I can't wait for you guys to watch it uh, on IWTV. Aussie Open versus Misspent Youth. How did my kids it's, go? You know, when you you have the experience levels, obviously it's a big gap. Misspent Youth rose to yeah. that level, and that's uh, what you want of Aussie Open, and that's and that's what you want. That you know. Obviously, Aussie Open, they're veterans at this. They shine the kids up real nice. Look forward to the rematch um, when the belts are on the line for next time, which they teased. Oh, they're, so awesome. they're, they're so good. They're uh, so good, Kyle and Mark. Um, and they didn't look out of place. Misspent Youth, Asia and your boy, Murdoch. They didn't look out of place with that calibre of talent, which they were a world-class tag team. So, oh, Especially you got to consider that Asia and Murdoch have only had three or four four matches as a team in their career. Yeah, it's crazy. So yeah, in the oh, ring, they've had plenty. Them. They've had plenty at home arguing over meals and all that sort they of stuff. They don't live together, Tony. No, nah, but surely they've eaten together and yeah, oh, yeah a couple. I don't think they argue. I think they might they've argue a... over who gets to eat the last donut because they, as Murdoch told us that um, he, they can both eat. Yeah, and I've then seen you the, know, the pictures. You know, the guilty pleasure of the night was the multi-man uh, and women 
tag cluster, as uh, Crackers called it on the promo beforehand. And uh, Sammy Falcon wasn't there on the second night, so he wasn't in it. But he got subbed in by Kid Valiant, um, you know, a friend of the show from way back. He has a really unusual ability to connect with a crowd. Like, it's phenomenal. Uh, you know, he's not a regular... In, He's an 18-year-old kid who can connect with the crowd. It's not a bad thing to start from. It's it? so good. It's that was so the media training we gave him when he was 15. Uh, 100%. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so everyone should watch that show. Oh, 100%. Uh, DMDU will announce when the next show is soon. They're holding off just to wait and see what happens with the COVID. Now, we were celebrating Will Ospreay winning the title a few weeks ago. Now we're commiserating the fact that he's vacating it. What's happening there? Yeah, 40-odd days ago that he won it against Shingo. Um, it's a weird story. Uh, you know, coming as a neck injury. Is it well, he posted, the foreigners? He posted a picture of the x-ray. Uh, it's a neck injury. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, every, you know, all internet wrestling fans are is a work of a work of a work into a shoot. Um, he's gone back to the UK to rehab. Um, and that's where there was an argument between him and New Japan. I read that mm. they wanted him to rehab in Japan. He wants to rehab at home. So, mate. And they've got COVID left and right. So, mm. yeah, uh, Japan are in a bad way at the minute. And the stop starting, you know, going to quarantine when you leave and stuff. You know, if you're going to have a few months off, it's your neck. He's only 27, 28. He's got a lot of years. Hopefully, he gets that neck right. Um, yeah, disappointing. Not the way you want to lose your first title reign uh, in New Japan, but it is what it is. And yeah, at least you can claim you were never lost the title. No, that's of true. Of course, I use that. I will use that when he comes back. WWE slashing the axe again. This time NXT has been hit pretty hard, and also the uh, the production side of uh, WWE through uh, their their television production and their their graphics and all that sort of stuff, their social media area, cuts everywhere. Well, um, thankfully, they got rid of the QAnon zealot, Drake uh, Younger. He's, he's gone. Um, because apparently he uh, got upset when Triple H was talking and said something about Black Lives Matter. He, he, wore, he claimed up. all lives matter and stormed out. Like, what a, what a fuckwit. Yeah, yeah. So... You can go uh, back to the school board now and complain about um, QAnon. Yeah, and, you know, cry about abortions and stuff like that. Like, it's just a piece <laughs> of shit you don't want around. Anyway, uh, smartly, you could slip him in here and just throw him in with the rest so you don't have to worry about him. Um, you know, Velveteen Dream. Yeah, um, that was, uh, that's been a long time coming as well. Yeah, but, you know, apparently he's a backstage nuisance as well maybe it was a bit of a diva internet um, nuisance backstage uh, nuisance. allegedly um but yeah like wolf was a strange one just because he was in with walter and imperium that was a pretty good stable um and uh duke from the i Four was women as well i was supr- more surprised about um about brandy getting cut um so it was I don't only know. recent as well. Like it wasn't. Well, she only was signed like a few months ago, um, and yeah. she's very good. Yeah. Oh, maybe she pops up on AEW. She'll pop up somewhere. As everyone else has. Yeah, yeah. Like 
hopefully it's a little bit like uh, Ty Conti as well that flourishes once you get out of that system. So, but WWE looking to make profits, probably not the last of the cuts, <laughs> you know, with their ever expanding rosters. Um, yeah. yeah, you have to look after the uh, the, the superstars. You do. And the investors, you got, you got to, yeah, yeah, you got to deliver it's at least on, two and a half million, two and a half billion, two billion isn't enough. It's not on the it run sheet, but you see, uh, John Cena got in trouble in China. Oh, did he? What for? <laughs> for saying Taiwan's a country. Yeah, uh, so he China ran that really like back. That. Really, no, China don't like he ran that back and bowed down to. Uh, China. Well, I saw a CM Punk uh, change his um, bio on his Twitter account to Taiwan is a country. Good on him. Yeah, well, he's not the first superstar to um, stand with China. Pretty sure the NBA players did that as well. They know where yeah. a lot of their money comes oh, from. I also um, saw Sami Zayn got in trouble um, because uh, he said something pro-Palestinian and um, someone called the sponsors and called Fox and he- he got hauled over the coals and asked to delete his tweets, which I think is bullshit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, you've got in Australia, you've got Basha Hooli auctioning off his jumper to raise Premiership money for, jumper. Premiership, premiership jumper, uh, which was last time I checked was up to about 25K awesome. um, to raise money for Palestine. And Richmond are promoting that. Like, yeah, America's a funny yeah, place. Yeah, orphan Palestine kids. Yeah, still. Good on him. Yeah, so, um, no, yeah. some, some things that we see as no-brainers, but I don't know if America just divides people yeah. straight away. Like, oh, look, I mean, it's not like you're saying that, like, you, you've got to separate things because, I mean, obviously, Israel, it's a really tricky issue. So they should be able to defend themselves against Hamas, but bombing kids and stuff is probably not the right thing to do. No. I don't know. Smarter people uh, than me need to work this out. Moving, moving on, you mentioned AEW, Lyle. AEW, Double or Nothing on Sunday. You yeah. watching? Oh, of course. Perfect for Australian fans. 10am Sunday morning. Perfect. Um, you know, probably be a six-hour show. It's on a Monday, isn't it? No. It's a Sunday pay-per-view. No, well, on my Fight TV app, it says 10 a.m. on Sunday morning. Uh, I saw someone complaining about it. Oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe my Fight TV. Obviously, that wasn't Lyle. No, No, someone else must have got it wrong. Well, like I said earlier in the show, the 31st, is that a Monday? Oh, I have yeah, no idea, that's but I'm going to watch an hour or two before uh, Richmond it's Adelaide. A, it's a Monday. Yeah, sorry. It's still so, 10 a.m., yeah, so... It's always safer to assume Lyle's got it wrong. Yeah. Hey, that's cool. it, you know. If you want directions to Wrestle Rock, go elsewhere, please. Um, and if you want to know yeah. what night the AW pay-per-view on is on, go elsewhere. It's go Monday. Elsewhere. It's Monday, 10 a.m., you know, right in the WWE spot. Melbourne's COVID situation, uh, when this show goes to air, it's probably changed to what we're going to talk about now, but there's a big opportunity or possibility that uh, Melbourne could be in lockdown when this show finally hits the internet. Uh, I'm confident that we're not going to go into lockdown. Okay. Um, None of the cases are mystery cases yet, so I'm confident we won't, but the wrestling shows around Melbourne have all Erred on the side of caution, which um, which is the smart thing to do. So well, we've they had have, um, they have except well, for one. 
Who? BCW. Is that in Bob. Burwood, Melbourne, or yeah. is that in Burwood? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't count them as a promotion. Uh, that's not true. Uh, I Yeah, well... <laughs> That doesn't surprise me. No, they still me, got a couple of days. They still got a couple of days to get the well, ducks they might in a be, row. If, if there is a lockdown, they'll be forced to not do it anyway. I, but I know yeah. Gippsland are running, but they don't count. They're not in Melbourne, so no, they're country, uh, so they're okay. At least someone's yeah. running. But uh, PCW, um, APW, and of course MCW have all pulled the pin on their shows. It's really disappointing for um, fans of those companies, but it's definitely the right thing to do. But shows that are going ahead on Friday, the 28th of May, UPW, Last Man Standing at the Banana Bender Pub, and AEW Unleashed at the Bonnie Rig Sports Club. And as we Hang said, on, what? BC, AEW? AWE, sorry. AWE Unleashed at the Bonnie Rig Sports Club and BCW 44 in Burwood on Which Saturday is, night. Wait, in, check, check, check for BCW before you turn up because that. Yeah, could very well be. <laughs> uh, NHPW because we can is in Cockburn, Coburn. P- Coburn. Coburn. Sorry, that's right. Uh, PWA Academy Showcase, Rookies Rule, Coaches Drool in that's Ingleburn. free on Fight TV. That's that free, free on Fight on Fight TV as well. Oh, free on you. Fight TV. Yep. Wow. Okay. Oh, if we're in lockdown, that'll be very valuable to us. That'll be very handy. Yep. And Explicit Wrestling has Deathmatch in Cessnock. Yeah, go. it's got a, got a couple of uh, Melbournians. Is that suplex? No, GPW research because it, the it's uh, the deathmatch version. Um, yeah. a lot of uh, some of their roster Cal- were down on the weekend. Yeah, Callan Butcher and Joel Bateman are heading up for the show. Uh, watch this space. Yeah. All right, that's it. Cool. We're done. My wife just sent me a text saying she's going to bed, so I better hurry up. Catch you well, later. I don't want you there. I know she won't exactly. <laughs> She'd be happy if we go for another half an hour. Uh, thank you for joining us also on the turnbuckle. We'll see you at a wrestling show soon.